What is the universal truth that I've seen in every company, including VMware? It's really hard to do one cloud well. It's almost yeah. impossible to do two of them really well. Welcome to the CIO Exchange podcast, where we talk about what's working, what's not, what's next. I'm Ian Porter de Leon. This is part of an ongoing series called Customer Zero, where we talk with the members of the VMware IT leadership team, who are the first to use the products that our engineering teams produce, from multi-cloud complexity and app modernization to the needs of the new workforce. We hear how they are changing IT and the business. In this episode, I have a conversation with VMware's VP of Network Services and the VMware on VMware program, John Drummond, and VP of IT CTO Operations, Jerry Ibrahim, as they talk about cloud transformation and the move to multi-cloud, what it is to be cloud smart, and what it means for the VMware team. Today, we're really talking about transformation, not just any kind of transformation, you know, leading through transformation and specifically about cloud transformation. Now, cloud, as we all know, is a very overused term, like many of them are. And when we talk about cloud transformation, what is a cloud? What's our relationship with cloud? Is it a place? Is it a working model? All those different things are part of that conversation. So I want to ground us first and have some context. JD, when you think about cloud and what it is, give me a sense from your work, from your team and the work that you have to do with cloud transformation, what does it mean in a concrete sense of what is a cloud? How are you doing a cloud transformation? What does that even mean for you and your team? Thank you for the question. The Cloud for me and my team means a workload that's being processed. And from an operational standpoint, it grows and scales as the workloads grow. And so for producing that from a network standpoint or from a workload or even a pod standpoint, you just need that to grow as the scale grows. And uh, can that workload be anywhere? Is it, that It could be anywhere. On-premises, on in the cloud. Uh, yeah, it can, and it can be a virtualized mainframe under somebody's desk. Yes. Is that a cloud? So what do you say? What makes it a cloud? It's a workload. It's running somewhere. What makes it a cloud versus? Resiliency has to be there. Confidentiality, integrity, and availability always have to be there in the cloud. So your workload is always running continuously and can be always available. That's what a cloud means to me. And that's what our team is trying to provide for our colleagues. Excellent, too. And Jerry, in your work, too, is that some of the same definition? Does it have sort of a, a process, a workflow component, too, as well, when you're talking about cloud? Yeah. And you mentioned on-prem, which was an interesting question because many people don't think of private clouds or on-prem private clouds as a cloud. They just think of their on-prem data centers. And there's two ways to run it. You could run it as a traditional data center, or you could run it like a private cloud that's on-prem or on the edge. And the way how those resources are used are completely different. And I think what JD was referring to is if you run your private data center the similar way how Amazon or Azure or Google runs their hyperscalers, you're going to be a lot more efficient on the utilization of those resources. You're going to have a lot more transportability between zones because we run private clouds across multiple on-prem locations and we can shift workloads between them very easily. And we also can shift workloads from on-prem to the cloud, more of like a hybrid and not just from like a DR perspective, but also from a burst perspective. There's multiple ways. You may have heard the term cloud first, people moving their workloads from on-prem to the cloud. And if you take a, I'll call it like a very simplistic view of that, it could be as simple as like just taking all my VMs and moving them to a single cloud in a single region. And that wouldn't be very smart. So I think of like a smart cloud. How do I actually take advantage of the features of the cloud so that I can increase my resiliency of my applications, burst capabilities, lowering my cost? So there's many different aspects of how I can leverage the cloud to my advantage versus just moving my stuff there. 
Yeah. And so it sounds like the way you're referring to is almost like a mind shift. Uh, mind shift is one of the recurring themes that's been throughout some of our discussions. And you're shifting the way that you look at, say, like an on-prem environment and saying, look, I'm going to operationalize this. I'm going to make it look like a cloud and feel like a cloud. And I'm going to change the way I work as and treating it like a cloud. That makes that a cloud. So I kind of wanted to level set a little bit too. And, and some of the transformation, I think that the two of you have worked through in your teams has been shifting some of the mindset and how you look at these environments, how you treat them, how your workflow operates and your operation models operate around them. Give me a sense of like, now that you're doing this cloud transformation, what has that been in that context and that definition of what a cloud is? What does that transformation look like? And how has it been leading through that transformation? Yeah. So I think it's even the way we start building our applications are shaping up differently. If I look at our Tanzu portfolio, that's more on a Kubernetes based stack. It's a much different game from when you build applications on a VM. When I build things on a VM, it's almost like server hugger. Yes. You ask a developer, what do you yeah. need? He'll, he'll just I'll need everything. The, yeah, I need the biggest I need all, box I can possibly I need the, get. The biggest, heaviest runtime environment I possibly can get because I don't know what libraries I need <laughs> versus a light runtime environment where I only need exactly what I need. I imagine that's a big shift in the way that you're approaching application development. And just scale out, horizontally scaling out, creating disposable infrastructure. It's a totally different relationship. It's interesting because somebody said it when they were like, building that environment, like the Kubernetes or that cloud environment. They were talking about how, like, I'm going to use my Lego blocks. I'm going to create something so the developers can have a seamless experience. And But then at the same time, if you're working in an environment where this is different and everyone's like, well, come to this environment, we're not, you're looking at sort of disposable infrastructure. You've got to now play in a different world. Like you said, you've got to develop applications differently. And when you're talking to teams, you're talking whether it's developers, or you're talking to teams that work with developers. How are you helping to shift that? You know, when you're leading through that transformation, how are you helping to shift the mindset shift the operational model because, you know, change everyone says like love transforming, but they don't like changing. That's everything. That's everybody. How are you helping them make that change and, and make that transformation when they're used to working in that other environment? One example is as we're building out more and more SaaS services for our customers, one of the highest things is to have as little downtime as possible. We're actually trying to track towards four nines of availability at six minutes of downtime a month. To some teams, that seems crazy. Our goal is actually zero minutes of downtime. Like yeah. I want to do less than six minutes per month. When you start building services on modern stacks and you start doing things like blue-green deployments or canary deployments that you can do on a Kubernetes stack, which you couldn't do necessarily on a VM traditional stack, you get a lot of those things for free. And so now teams are starting to see the value on how they can achieve some of these goals in a much easier way and actually learn something new that they weren't able to do before. And one of the things that my team's leaning in on and helping with this business transformation is really about building a platform with multiple VMware products to build a solution where all the modern applications can sit on and then have a high availability in the cloud, in multi-cloud, and also have connectivity back to VMware where the developers can start building their products and exploding their potential in the cloud and pulling the workloads back when they need to. So it's nice to be able to help support the business outcomes or business objectives that the platform sits on top of by using the Tanzu platform, the modern apps platform, and many other foundational components in the NSBU, the network services business unit. All those stitched together helps build this platform where all these apps sit on. We have a lot of monolithic applications that are being redesigned into a modern approach now. When we refactor it into that platform, they can auto scale onto this platform and the business moves at the pace of business now instead of waiting for 
waterfall approaches and waiting for, keep waiting. And now we're remove the weight. Now let's move fast. Exactly. There must be also an exciting component of it because you're getting some of this stuff before it's GA. You're getting to see some of the solutions when they're first coming, rolling off the factory line and going to use them. And so there has to be a little bit of excitement, a little bit of buzz from the teams to be able to say, look, we can do something new. We're going to be able to be the first ones because you're part of that customer zero team who gets to use the stuff right off of the rack before everyone else gets to use it and be able to, to then work with and also the development and do, like you said, some of the early deployments and see what's possible. That must be kind of really interesting to see not only like, are we, you know, this is what we're doing with some of those great tools, but also we're doing it a little bit earlier than other people get to do it. As customer zero, which a lot of us as IT practitioners lean in on different products that we're subject matter experts in with the different product teams, and we sit side by side with them to help evaluate what our business case is, what are the capabilities and functions that we require, and are those built into the product? If not, let's work together as a design partner to make sure that this is the right outcome for VMware. And if we know if we can scale at VMware size, we know that we can meet most customers' demands right out of the box. And that's what gets us excited about customer zero. And customer number one helps us put all that work and effort into production where we can see the fruits of our labor. And then we share those stories with customers, share our uh, bumps and bruises along the way, and share our best practices. And customers like to hear from an IT practitioner standpoint, an IT practitioner conversation about how we did it, how we're leveraging it at scale. And it's also amazing to see the relationships within VMware really grow between ourselves and the business product teams because they see us as like their biggest customer advisory board that they could ask for. And their product management teams, like we're handing them stuff on silver platters, things that like every customer wants. And they don't have that insight because they don't necessarily run those kinds of workloads. So they really depend on customer insight to figure that out. Now I get all excited about this topic because we build a good framework in our VMware on VMware practice where... We have a foundational components of what we call quarterly based product reviews. And we meet not only just the product managers, but their next level up all the way up to the VPs and then include the SVP and GM of the particular business unit. And this is where there's a blameless session. We just share our common business practices about what we're trying to achieve, the financial results of us achieving these results and where we need their help. Everyone has alignment around that conversation and then priorities start shifting and multiple workloads start happening after the fact. So those things happen across the board through multiple business units of VMware. We're most proud of that. And so this has been a journey. So there's been transformation kind of taking where you were before and saying, look, we're on this journey of doing this cross-cloud thing. We're doing this from cloud chaos to cloud smart. And this is important because we're seeing customers. I sit down with CIOs who are grappling with this all the time. They have all these different heterogeneous environments and they need to be able to run heterogeneous security across it. They need to be compliant across all their environments. And all these things need to be able to coordinate in certain ways from a deployment to a management to upgrade and all those things need to happen. But you're at the forefront and you started out with, okay, how are we going to do that? What are some of the tools that are kind of rolling off the lines and how are those, like you said, being stitched into solutions? What was that like? Can I describe how those things started to come together? And you started to see how you were able to stitch different environments together and have them to be able to work in a more seamless way. Mm-hmm. Not perfect, but moving towards that sort of that seamless way to have consistent operational model across all the environments. Well, as the company moved from subscription to SaaS, they always had a multi-cloud focus. You know, we latched onto that early because we were leveraging the cloud as a team and we wanted to be a part of that journey. And we saw a vision that we could say, look, we know we want to move that way internally as well with our applications. We can help provide this platform that can do that. And it took iterations, of course, but we got there. And then that's what I think we're most proud of is we build a solid platform leveraging VMware's products and it's enabling the business to grow and, and perform. Yeah. And one thing I would also highlight is I was there in the beginning of the whole cloud journey and it is true. Every company 
has multiple cloud relationships with all the hyperscalers. And what is the universal truth that I've seen in every company, including VMware, it's really hard to do one cloud well. It's almost yeah. impossible to do two of them really well. Yes, that deserves repeating as it's yeah. not easy. This is hard. This stuff is hard. <laughs> and you guys are solving hard problems and you're helping others who are solving them. Yeah, so can you imagine like, if you were actually able to leverage your skills that you have to universally answer how to run networking, how to run data storage, how to run compute in a universal way across multiple clouds, because it's hard to do it once, but if you could repeat it across any cloud provider, including on-prem, that's like a slam dunk. And so JD, Jerry, you're figuring that out for everybody, right? Yeah. I want to see the roadmap for that. Well, I want to say that with that, I think it was really great, fabulous having you guys on the show. Fabulous conversation. JD, Jerry, if anybody wants to find out more about you, where can they find you in that digital world? You can find us on VMware.com. We have a site for VMware on VMware. Look us up. It's on the bottom of your screen. All right. Well, thank you both. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this latest episode. Please consider subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more insights from technology leaders, as well as global research on key topics, visit vmware.com slash CIO.